Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Salut, bonjour, privyet, ni hao. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most creative, interesting, tenacious people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Fantastic show for today with the marvelously talented performer, singer, and actor, Nathan Harrington, is our guest. Fresh off his appearance in the Jordan Peele smash, Us, Nathan Harrington delivers a compelling vision for Reggae's future, igniting the activist spirit, culture, glory, and connection that unites and unifies the passion of the genre's global audience. Spanning the depth in both pop and rock steady, Nathan's music is an experience that inspires the fire inside. Now, the California singer just released a music video for his newest single, Over the Mountain, and we'll play a snippet of the track at the end of the episode on today's show. Nathan reflects on his musical beginnings and discusses the inspiration for his musical style. Nathan and I also discuss his creative plans for the upcoming year. Now, Nathan is a unique guest for me. We actually have a surprising connection that goes back several years as I was actually his football coach. Yeah, hard to believe, right? For coaches, there's always some athletes that you have a special bond with, and Nathan was one of those athletes for me, and it was wild chatting with him. It was the first time we had spoke or seen each other since being on the football field years before. Not only was this a wonderful conversation, but it was a reunion of sorts as well. I was stoked to see him, but also just elated at who he's become and even more thrilled of the projects he has in the future. Be sure to stick around at the end of the episode to hear a clip of Over the Mountain. So let's go ahead and bring on singer and actor Nathan Harrington and let's learn. Yo! (laughs) That's my thought exactly. Like, no words to say. Just like... (laughs) that's crazy what is up man it's wild seeing you man i know it's crazy i was blown away grateful to be here too um but wow what a freaking i was so stoked to get uh your message i was like wow what a blast from the past a little a little pick me up in this crazy season exactly man i know i i uh, you know, we, with our short time together, just such an like indelible mark you left. And I'll, I'll always remember you. And I'll always remember, gosh, I'll always remember your interception. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was going to say the freaking moment, the pinnacle moment of my life. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. That was the quote you hit me with. And uh, that next game I hit, I think I did three interceptions in a row, three games in a row. And I was like, so stoked. I was like, you know what? Like that, but that literally that quote stuck with me forever. I was like, Oh my coach. He hit me with that magic quote, and it's like, that's carried me through a lot of things here. So I'm stuck. Grateful for that, too. That, that's incredible to hear. And I remember just being so thrilled for you because uh, you and I had such a great bond. And I know that I always you know, jokingly called you the wrong name on purpose, but it was like a bad habit, but it was like our thing. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so good. It, it created an entire uh, ripple effect because it followed me to soccer, too. Everyone started calling me Joey. I was like, this is hilarious. I was loving it, though. It was, it was cool. It became a cool, cool thing for me. I remember telling your mom, like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, it was an accident, and now I just I can't stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Freshman year? That was freshman year. So, yeah, I left right after freshman year. That was it. Yeah, we, I moved over, uh, like, I think that end of that summer was my last, yeah, a little hoorah. And then I moved here, like, yeah, in June. June, I think, yeah, June 1st. And I thought someone had told me you were pursuing acting. Yeah, um, I've done a few little acting gigs. I came here really to pursue music, and then um, I ended up getting in touch with like a modeling agent here. Who um, I was like, oh, that's great, and like she was like, oh, like we can get you, like you know, you can make some money, and I was like, great, that's an awesome thing. And uh, I did pretty well with that. Like I, I booked a few gigs, 
And then she turned me on to uh, an acting manager. And I was like, okay, it's not really like what I exactly wanted to do. But I was like, okay, let's just give it a shot, you know. And I did actually, uh, I've become really passionate about acting. Um, and I booked a few little gigs here and there. I did like a Jordan's Peele's Us. Um, yeah, just this past, this, this past movie here, Jordan Peele's Us. And that was a really cool opportunity to work with him. Um, so it was a quick role. It was like a s small supporting role. It's like right in the beginning when um, they're walking through the carnival, the little girl. Uh, it's funny, right when my lines kick in, it kind of like dubs out. So it's like, you hear it, like if you know me and now you know, when you go back and listen, you'll know. But like really as an audience member, it's like you're hearing my voice and like you see me for a second and then it's just my voice as she's walking onto the beach. So it's like, it's kind of, it was a little bit of a, all right, but I was still stoked to be in it. And it was, it was cool to play a little part in, in that for sure. Well, I'm going to have to use you as my, my new fashion icon because I got quarantine hair going on. This is the longest my hair has ever been. Yes. I'm in that weird phase where it's like, well, I don't want to cut it because it's, I've, I've taken this long to grow it, but I also right. don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's getting there. Oh my gosh. There we go. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna have to You're leave. Getting close. You're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I know you and I are gonna talk all kinds of directions, and I'm excited for it. So let's go ahead and get it started. Beautiful, Nathan. Not Joey, but Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. Over the mountain is your newest single. So, what was the inspiration behind the song? You know, actually, the song was written a couple of years ago. Funny enough, uh, kind of came from you know i think that was kind of an important thing for me to say just because it's like it's not really like a pandemic song it's more just about my next question yeah obstacles that have come into our past you know uh, we always have these trials and tribulations that we have to face this year i mean it is cool that we put uh put it out this year because obviously we've had some crazy little tests that we've all been challenged with um but overall yeah the song's just about overcoming obstacles and reaching that point where you can look back and be proud of what you've accomplished yeah so how does that go during a year that's so so difficult because you're feeling emotions that are different obviously that's going to funnel into your writing and your creativity but at the same time you want to put out music that other people want to listen to so you can't really write a song about the pandemics people don't want to listen to it but you still have these feelings that are unique to the situation so how does how does this year affected you as an artist in that route uh you know this year has really been you know, it's had its ups and downs. You know, I feel like it really became something in the beginning of like, okay, it's a great time to remain positive, you know, and uh, hold true to like my foundation. You know, I've, I've developed a very strong foundation. I have my family to thank for that as well. Um, in my whole life, I've just continued to kind of grow that tree. Um, but, you know, it, it, I hit a point like midway where it's it, it becomes a little difficult to be the positive light for everybody, you know. And, uh, you know, I realized that, I had some things I had to really dig deeper on in myself, you know, and, and really things I needed to grow on and things I had to let go, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of time for self-reflection. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been very difficult too on the, just the music side aspect, just being an artist, you know, uh, you know, it's still in the struggling artist phase. Don't let me fool you. Um, it's very much so a situation where I was supposed to, kind of dropped my album this year. So this year I was supposed to be doing touring, you know, building that brand, that fan base. And that was all just completely shut down. So, you know, it's a little disheartening and discouraging, you know, to be going on a full year of 
wow, like, what's my, you almost, you almost ask yourself, what's my purpose, you know, but then I, you, you know, you catch yourself and you go, no, that's kind of, a, that's too big of a thought to have, you know, we, I, I try to look back to last year and all the growth and all the music that I wrote. I wrote like over 23 songs last year and all those were recorded. So we have all this content and I have that to be really proud of, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, what are the things that I am most proud of about myself? You know, I wake up, I get to wake up and that in itself is a blessing. You know, what are all the blessings of my breath? I'm, able, I'm healthy, I'm strong, you know, I'm, I feel good. I get to go surfing, I get to play music, you know, all these beautiful, beautiful blessings that I have in my life. So, you know, that's really got me through like the hard times, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely had its challenges and its difficulties, but a song again, like over the mountain, you know, um, is a good, good little thing to turn to for sure. What went into the decision of not releasing an album? Cause I know it's tricky for artists. Some, they had the content, they had the time, they feel like they should release it, but is it the right time? Or you can have the same amount of listeners. So for you, what went into the decision to not release? It? You know, I think a big part of it was we really want the opportunity to gain as much as many ears as we can. Um, and I feel like just releasing it now, we aren't exactly where we want to be. That's kind of why we wanted to do the touring and things like that, build up the fan base a little bit stronger um, so that we're not just throwing away kind of the album. So we, we released a few singles over th throughout the year um, just to kind of keep things moving, you know, feel like we're heading in a direction, which w was great. Cause I think from a music perspective, we needed to have some content on my page too, you know, because I had like one song. So now I have six songs going into this new year. So now we, once everything's getting back to normal a little bit more anyway, um, we could think more album-wise or EP-wise for sure. I know you're a happy person. I know you've mentioned your blessings that you have. You're very introspective. You appreciate what you have. So you're not wanting to, to mope or, or be sad about anything. But is there a little difficulty not performing in the sense of you're a performer, you're a singer, and you can't sing and you can't perform, so who are you? Is there like a loss of identity with that? For sure. I mean, I think that uh, that's a question that's maybe hit me three or four times throughout this whole pandemic is, uh, you know, these, uh, these opportunities and these moments that have come to shake my faith, you know, in myself and, and ha has effectively done it to a degree, you know, I mean, I am able to counteract it for sure and realize, you know, the better, you know, the sun rises the next day, you know, and usually these thoughts come in the evening, you know, in the, in the night to me, I feel like that's when the shadows are lurking. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's really easy to fall into a path of like aloneness and, uh, and like feeling that, what is my purpose? You know, you were like, I think I just said that, but asking, asking yourself, like, where do, where do we go from here? It, you start to feel like there's really is no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I, if I'm being honest, you know, I've, I've been pretty uninspired, uh, this year in a lot of ways and pretty, uh, you know, it's become a little more difficult to put pen to paper. Um, just because I feel like that's not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. That's what I kind of came to the realization. Like, it's not a negative thing. It's just, I'm not supposed to be doing that right now. Like that's not, I'm not someone who's just going to force music out because that'll never be effective, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like to answer that question, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I definitely have had things that have tried to shake me up, but I feel like really my faith and, uh, 
and, and like the power of my faith has really been the thing that has got me through it. Really, I don't think I would be able to have gotten through on my own. So it's, it's been a blessing. This might be part of it. Your faith might be part of it. But what's your why? When things are difficult, what is that why that's driving you to saying, you know what? I might not see the light in the tunnel, but I'm going to keep moving forward anyway. I think it's, you know, my happiness is my why. I think that my happiness is the biggest priority in my life because if I'm not happy, I, I can't go ahead and make other people happy. You know, it's, it's never going to work that way. And if I am, it's straining myself in a way that if I am putting so much effort to help other people, then I myself am damaging myself in that process because I'm not doing what's most important in priority is healing myself, making sure that I'm okay so that I can help other people. That's really my, and I think that's a big part of it too, is a happy me really is able to bring life and light to other people, you know? And I think that happened a lot during this quarantine where, you know, I've always tried to remain positive and I always try to keep a, a higher thought just because that's just my lifestyle, you know, and I just, and I wake up every day and that's just how I feel, you know, that's just, I'm grateful to be able to feel that every day. Um, so I was able, I was able to kind of help a few people out during this quarantine who were feeling a little low. Um, but then again, playing into what I was saying, you know, I fell into that low a little bit, maybe even from other people too, who are feeling low, you know, that, uh, that's, those energies can be, uh, a weight on your shoulders. Um, and, if you're not feeling good, then you're not going to be able to really carry that, you know? So it's like, that's like, I guess what I really meant there is that if I'm feeling good, I'm able to take on whatever, you know, come at me. But yeah, for sure. One thing I admire about you was that early on in your, your career, you, you took a big leap, took a big chance and bet on yourself. You know, while, while most people your age gearing up for their sophomore year of high school, doing regular things, maybe getting ready for their permit or driver's license, or maybe you're making the big leap, moving to another state, pursuing <sighs> Probably one of those things that when you told your, your classmates, they're like, wait, you're doing what? Why? Yeah, and it was totally. like, why are you doing this? How'd you handle the anxiety that came with this big move? And then with that, what'd you learn about yourself during that process? Yeah, it was a, it was a huge thing. You know, I mean, I, my whole life was in Phoenix pretty much. So it was, oh, that's a, like many years of friendships gained and, you know, and, uh, I mean, my self growth over there, you know, I grew into, you know, a young man there. So it's like, that's a, that's a crazy thing to just completely drop and then start completely fresh. Uh, I know that a lot of my buddies, it's funny you say that, we're like, what are you doing? I, it's, it's, a, it's unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. But you know, I lost contact with some of those people just because, you know, life goes on, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And that's just the painful reality of that. Um, but I knew that those were all the risks that I was going to take by leaving. Uh, but I just think I knew in my heart in that, like, my alignment needed to leave. Like, my whole family even, because uh, I obviously moved my family, but we all just felt it. You know, there's an energy that we felt that it's just time for something new. Um, and so when we left, I was pretty stoked, obviously. You know, a freaking 15, 16-year-old kid coming to LA, the big dream, you know, um, I was pretty pumped. And I think that really there was no anxiety actually until a few years later, really, uh, that played back in the, um, like my conscious thought, I was just like, Whoa, like I left behind soccer. I left behind football, like things I was really passionate about that. I like, you know, who knows what I could have done, you know, with, with that. Um, and those were like my, my first passions. And so, you know, it makes you question a little bit, you know, 
did I make the right move? You know? So it's like, it, it becomes a little bit of a, that kind of thing. But I realized I'm like, you know what? At a young age, I'm proud of myself that I was able to choose a path because that in itself is very difficult. And the reality is, is I could not do both. And I kind of realized that even in high school, um, just based off of like, okay, like I was going to do some performances and it was uh, conflicting with sports and it's like you are, and this is that those are peaking moments where you are choosing your path pretty much. It's like, okay, it's time to focus straight on this so you can be great at this. You can't be great at both. You know, you just, it's, it'd be very difficult. Um, so I realized I'm like, you know what? Music is my soul. And like, that is what I was put on this earth to do. I know as a matter, like, like matter of fact, uh, there could I could uh, never find like the success I exactly want, but I know that I'll always be happy by this choice. You know, I could play music on the beach as a bum, and I'd be the happiest guy in the world. You know, that's that's all that matters to me. I admire that. You mentioned it was the hindsight where it was like, did I make the right choice? And I know in your in your field in your profession, you're going to have that for a while. When times of uncertainty, when you know you might be looking back, and it's easy to compare yourself to others. You look at your former classmates who you have nice contact with, and they're doing whatever, and they're in stable careers and positions. You might be totally. made the right choice. So in times of uncertainty, how do you persevere during the uncertain times? If you don't have yeah. it, well, I mean, sometimes it's like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, I think that my like level of perseverance has just come with experience in time here. Um, I've been told no a lot, you know, and I've gotten a few yeses, you know, and that have uh, been those high moments in my life where, you know, it gets you through to the next uh, few hundred no's that you're going to get. You get each time you hear no, does it get easier to hear no? Absolutely. Uh, honestly, at this point, it's like I hear it. I never will see it as a negative. All I see it as that was not meant to be. It really wasn't. I mean, because I've seen that, like, I'm not being told no because I'm not good enough. It's just not aligning in that time. You know, uh, I feel like uh, just an example, there's uh, a manager that I was just speaking with a few months a few months ago that was like the perfect manager in my mind. I thought, I was like, this is the guy that I've been waiting on. You know, I've said no to a few other managers. Like, this is the guy that I needed. Uh, he could get me to where I need to go. And he called us. He reached out to us and was so excited. He called us. So I was like, wow, like, that's a huge thing, you know. But I never get excited because, you know, I've been through this for eight years now. So I know you really just don't get excited until it's, it's a set in stone. Uh, and sure enough, this guy was like, let's get on a Zoom call in, like, tomorrow. And we're going to make this happen. And I was like, perfect. And I wasn't getting excited, but I was a little bit like, okay, like this seems like legit because he reached out to us, like I said. Um, and nothing, a ghost. But I realized uh, I was talking with my buddy a few days ago and I said, you know, I, I never saw that as a negative though, because although it stung a little bit, I know that like that guy's got big names on his, on his team, his roster. He's got to work with those guys right now. I can't get mad at him. That's, that's his priority right now. So it's like he might have thought he could add me onto his table, you know, but he, he couldn't at the time. So the reality is, is that when your timing is right, you'll know it. And, and then it'll all just align and, and you'll skyrocket. It's just all about not giving up. It really is. Because it's so easy to take those losses and be like, all right, you know what, obviously this isn't for me, but that's, like I said, that's not it. It's literally just not the right timing.
that's easier said than done. And it is. It is. No, it is. It's, it's, it's thing that's important to not quit. That comes out so easy, but I know that you and many artists have struggled, and many other professions as well. So, how how do you do it? <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, I think it's. I've talked to many of my uh, colleagues about this, and they, we, we, I've kind of come to an agreement that there's just a certain type of person that is able to take the rejection. And, and I think that some people are more, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's science. It's some people are more sensitive than others. And I feel like I am a sensitive spirit, but like I said, with time, those no's kind of just become whatever, you know, like I've just realized that at this point, eight years in, I'm like, you know, I've gotten yeses too. So I know that there's something there, you know, and, and I know that I can be confident in those yeses that, okay, I'm where I need to be. You know, if I got a bunch of no's forever, I mean, I might not be so confident, but still, it is the same. It, it still is the same thing. It's just not the right timing for you. But obviously, not getting a yes for a long time. If I didn't get a yes for eight years, I'm, I very well may be uh, heading to college tomorrow, you know. Creatively, who inspires you? Uh, it's definitely rooted in bands like Steel Pulse, Bob Marley and the Wailers. Uh, definitely Bob Marley's big... Uh, big hitter for me um but my project really originated from like something i wanted to hybrid like bob marley and the police um and that was when i started kind of this project on my own like three years ago right after i had left my band harlotson um this was to pursue this passion project and it started out really yeah like really funky really policey um and then i brought the songs to my producer jim kaufman uh, and he heard one of the songs and was stoked, wanted to go down that direction. Uh, it was Vision, my first uh, single, and we kind of headed down that road. Now it's, you know, now the style is definitely kind of roots, rock, reggae kind of vibe, uh, and we're definitely, uh, there's some policier, policier tracks coming up soon, too. Probably next year we'll have some out, so I'm stoked. What was the music that you grew up on? everything I'm, I'm i'm pretty lucky because my dad uh he was in a band rock bands like all through his life uh so i grew up listening to, like alice cooper you know the beatles beach boys whatever you name it like everything he 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 gave me like pinnacle music history in my life that i mean it was pretty cool i was like 16 rolling up to some big league sessions popping some names and people were, like how do you know that and i'm like yeah my dad, my dad hooked it up for sure. He made me look like a pro in there. <laughs> what was the first show you ever went to? First concert, I think probably my dad's show, Jed's Millionaire, but I would say first like a uh, real, real concert. I think that really hit was actually a 1975 concert uh, here. It was like my, that's probably my favorite concert. I, I was, I went there like, what was that, five years ago off their second album. And it was like, I was right up front. Had some weed in the system, feeling really good. Legal now. And, <laughs> yeah. And this guy's just uh, killing it up there. They're just killing it. That was like one of the most magical concerts I think I've ever been to. What about style-wise? Because your style does not fit 2020, and that's why it's so cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I'll have to give kudos to my producer again. Uh, he had talked to me and said, you know, I want to do something that's, you know, going to be relevant in 20 years, you know, 50 years, something that feels uh, classic. Yeah. And I remember him saying that, and I was kind of int very intrigued by that because the producer I've been working with uh, before him, 
was pushing more modern mainstream uh, reggae style, like very, very modern production. And I thought, I thought it was very interesting that he came about it this way. Uh, obviously, you want to hear that as an artist because you're like, okay, yeah, I do want people to be listening to this music in 50 years. You know, that, that would be really cool. Uh, it's an interesting thing because it's, it's really not like a proven factor on, obviously, because we don't know uh, what it will be in 50 years. But I feel like that's just his mentality of when he sits down and produces the song, he's got some kind of science that he's, that he is theorizing will be, you know, uh, relevant in 50 years or so. Uh, so I just respect that. And I, and I dig on that. Um, I definitely think that we're on to something different, which is cool. You know, I don't, I just think that was my biggest uh, thing when I came into the room uh, and spoke with him. I told him I want to do something that's, new wave reggae i don't want to do something that's just like the regular because i knew i noticed a lot of new reggae bands coming in were kind of doing very very similar work and they're getting away with it which i was like great and it sounds amazing but i just wanted to try something a little different something a little more marley-esque rootsy uh modernized and he I, he really crushed it because I, I i'm really digging with uh the production and what he's done with it well, with that, even your fashion is different. Even your fashion is atypical for this generation. So where does that inspiration come from? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so funny because um, I think being in L.A., you know, it's, it's, you kind of just get to find yourself, you know, and I'm kind of lucky that I grew up kind of into my adult life here because, you know, there's so many different styles, so many different personalities and I was kind of just able to take some influence, you know, from 70s era kind of. For a while, I was doing really 70s era, 60s, 70s. Had the shirt unbuttoned all the way down. Was doing it, you know, that was with uh, my classic rock band. Uh, but I kind of adapted it into a more modern take on that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I let the hair grow out. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's my identity, you know. Uh, I feel like it's it's really uh what i've always wanted like grew up in catholic school had to have the hair above the shoulders i was like i just want to grow my hair out and finally when i moved out here i just let it fly you go to old page <laughs> yeah i did yes you're someone who values energy just in your spirit you mentioned spirit several times you mentioned energy several times it's very important to you and that's your way of focusing on your mental health and it's not even just mental health it's holistically your entire body so for you what are the practices what are the daily things that you do to make sure that you're optimally uh, mentally healthy, holistically healthy, emotionally healthy. Yeah, man. Uh, I think from the moment I wake up, it's that mental approach. Uh, I read a book called Living Buddha, Living Christ by Teach Natan, And uh, he mentions that uh, about mindfulness, uh, how mindfulness is kind of, it's the Holy Spirit of Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And I was so captivated by this because he explained kind of what I was talking about a little bit earlier, how like from the moment you wake up, it's not even like, it's a thought, but it's not. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I just woke up a blessing. Yeah. I'm breathing a blessing. I just stood up out of my bed, I just brushed my teeth. All these things that are just like, should, should come naturally to everybody without even thinking it, but you are. Yeah. Uh, it's a conscious, a conscious thought. And that's kind of how I start my day. Every day, I just try to immediately be like, you know, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. Thank you. Thank you to the creator. The praise. Like, thank you so much. That leads me into uh, my fitness. Uh, fit mind, you know, also a very spiritual factor. Uh, and so 
I go and do yoga and then I do my workout. Uh, feels really good. You know, that's a great way to start the day and immediately feel like you've achieved something uh, very big. And then I think I've, I head towards writing music. You know, right after that, I like to make some coffee, a uh, big coffee guy, go out on my patio, play a little guitar, you know, watch the birds move around and just uh, become inspired, you know, become inspired by nature and, and by, uh, by the passing life for sure. I think that's really uh, how I form my, my confidence in my energy and in my foundation, you know, that's how I, my foundation continues to be so stable. Uh, it's because of that uh, practice, because I feel, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, can, can end up in a, a path where, you know, they get up out of bed and it's, it's just like routine almost instead of, whoa, like fix that routine up a little bit. You know, uh, it's, it's pretty easy shift. Uh, actually, it really is an easy shift. I feel like a lot of people don't think that it is, but it creates a level of meditation in itself. That's not like the standard meditation, but it's a very powerful meditation is mindfulness because it creates discipline mm -hmm. and we feel very, very powerful. That's like one of the most underrated powers is discipline. You know, the, the man that's silent in the room when someone's yelling at him, you know, that's the power of uh, discipline. And so, yeah, I think that that really is what harnesses my energy and to remain positive is, is those beautiful practices that I've been grateful enough to learn in my life. Yeah, I once heard someone say, have a good day if you want. And it was a simple but yet profound statement you like, it would kind of put me off for a second. But it's like, they're right. <laughs> you know, they're yeah, right. Totally. I love that. Aside from music, in what ways today are you a better man, better human than when you started 2020? I think the evolution of my mentality, you know, I feel like kind of a little bit what I was saying earlier. Um, I felt like my foundation is really solid. You know, last year, the, these last years, I've really built something strong. But little did I know, there is more work to be done always, you know. And uh, I feel like the obstacles that I had to overcome this year really set my bar way higher to a complete level up where I'm like, wow, I did not think I was going to even grow that much this year. Uh, the stagnant year, I did not think that I would take that growth. Uh, and I was just so stoked to be able to achieve that this year I, I really am like proud that I just opened myself up to the universe and was just like you know what have at me but what do we got what do we got to do so I think that that's probably the most powerful thing that happened to me this year and um I'm super super grateful for it you've got the preparation you're just waiting on the opportunity that's when the luck happens yes man yes what are your hopes slash goals? Just things you want to accomplish in 2021. What are you looking for in the new year? Lots more surfing, hopefully, uh, in, in beautiful places. And uh, looking to uh, obviously keep moving towards uh, hopefully some touring next year. Hopefully if everything kind of gets back in, in motion like it's supposed to, that would be great. But if not, you know, writing more music I think is a huge, huge goal from, of mine. I feel like this year, I've written a few tunes, uh, but like I said earlier, it was not really the year for me to be just writing a bunch of music. It was a year of uh, contemplation and thinking, and so that next year I can just have at it. I got a new goal, a new goal. 
just thought of it right now for 2021. I want you to teach me to surf. Never surfed before, so I want you to teach me to surf. You got to. No, I will. Absolutely. I'm so down for that. That is amazing. You got to do it. Yeah. Magic. This has been awesome, Nathan. So great catching up. How can people stay up to date with your life and your, and your career? Well, my Instagram and all my social media is going to be under uh, Nathan Harrington Music. Uh, we're going to be releasing a lot more music next year, uh, a lot more content too. So hopefully some blogging stuff too on my YouTube. Uh, really, really looking forward to uh, the new year. Thank you so much. Grateful for you. Biggest love and have a great rest of your night. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Nathan. Many, many different locations for you to check him out. Check him out NathanHarringtonMusic.com. Follow him on social. Check out his video on YouTube. And, and listen to music on Spotify or wherever you get music. Incredible talent. And his songs are, are perfect for those late night drives or when you just want to have a smile on your face. Pop in a Nathan Harrington song. And Nathan, I'm going to hold you to that surfing lesson. Make sure in 2021 we'll make it a point. You coach me up on, on surfing. We'll make it happen. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Every day is a new lesson, be a student, seek the message, yeah. Walk the righteous path, no hesitation, and you'll find the truth to your salvation. Go against the grain of our broken way If you wanna be free Said the world might fire Try to dim your light But you got to believe Over the mountain There's a city Where love reigns And darkness falls in light Over the mountain Promise salvation Praise his name for Jah can only lift us high Be mindful of the busy moment For it shall pass Before you know it And never forget to love each day Love to all But you got to, you got to believe Over the mountain There's a city Where love reigns And darkness falls in light Over the mountain Promise salvation Praise his name for Jack and all
Oh